Welcome back to Bot Meets World, where we summarize all the week's headlines in news and AI and give that to you in about 10 minutes or less. Today, we have a huge episode we'll be talking about Anthropic's 100,000 token limit, the wild new regulations from the EU. We'll cover some cool new apps like Rap Intelligence and Flick Social and Steve, and we'll have our prompt of the day at the end. So without further ado, let's jump into it. The first thing to kick off is Anthropic. So Anthropic is one of the foundation models. So think something like GPT-3 or 4 or BARD by Google, which would be more like a POM 1 or POM 2. So this is a very foundational core model. This is level one. And Anthropic now has a 100,000 token context window. What this means is that it can ingest and simultaneously absorb and interpret up to 100,000 tokens, which is about 75,000 words. Compare that to something like GPT-4, which in ChatGPT can take up to 8,000 tokens. So this is more than a 10x increase. And the reason this is so important is if you have a large legal document, for example, and you want to feed a whole contract into AI and ask a question about the contract, the way that we've been doing it so far is basically chunkifying or reducing that article into lots of different chunks. And then when we ask the question of the AI, the AI first tries to find the relevant chunks and then only runs its intelligence on the two, three, four, five chunks of the contract at any given time. With Anthropic, you can feed the entire contract and it should, and it does, read the entire contract's contents in formulating its response. So this is a really big development. The next iteration of ChatGPT will have 32,000 tokens. Still, that's one third of the 100K that Anthropic covers. So really big improvement there. Uh, but back to ChatGPT, we now have the official ChatGPT iOS app. You might have seen in the App Store all sorts of copycats and all sorts of workarounds to let you put the power of ChatGPT in your iPhone. And now, after months of, of people begging for it, OpenAI has released the official app. You can type to it. You can also speak to it and ask questions. I assume behind the scenes they are using their own in-house Whisper API, uh, which is OpenAI's speech-to-text inferencing system. And it is... In my opinion, as I found it, Whisper is a lot more accurate than what's built into your native iPhone uh, speech-to-text keyboard. So I think this will be a really great way for you to interact with ChatGPT without having to type out all of your questions one by one. All right. Big news coming out of the EU this past week. So they just took through committee this European EU AI law. And there are some big parts of it. The first I'll cover is that they have divided the types of AI, AI applications from things that are pretty normal and don't really require much regulation to parts of AI that are so unacceptable, that are so potentially dangerous to our society that they are banned by default. Things like using AI to distort behavior, things like biometric categorization of people based on their attributes. You can you can see how this is 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 really trying to avoid this totalitarian control state like you have in China, where AI systems are used to create social scoring and evaluating trustfulness. The EU is really trying to avoid that happening uh, in Europe. And so they are heavily regulating any kind of AI systems 
that are really going to distort how society functions in the EU. So kudos to them on that. But something that's not as widely covered in this regulation is that they are requiring licensing of base core models. In other words, if you remember earlier this year, Meta released its Llama model open source, which has allowed the, the open source community, the wider community to build on top of that model. They've, as I covered earlier on, on this pod, uh, you can use this thing called Lora on top of Llama to create all sorts of really powerful vertical specific models. Models. Now, according to the EU's proposed legislation, Meta would have to roll that back and not open source their core models. The reason the EU wants this is they're worried if such powerful models are open sourced, then nefarious bad actors could use them, could tweak them, could fine tune them to do really bad things. And so what, what they want what the EU wants is that anyone that creates a core model has to effectively register it and require anyone that wants to use that model to apply for a license before they can use it. So this is a, a, a pretty big deal. And interestingly, in the same week, a company called Together, together.xyz, um, just raised a round of seed funding, $20 million, and their whole goal is to empower innovation and creativity by giving these open source generative AI models out into the public. So what you're seeing is this growing debate between our desire to have these base models open source so that we can build upon them and create really beautiful things uh, by, by creators and engineers around the world, and the other side, which is to control these core models and to avoid this free-for-all that lets bad actors, you know, in all sorts of parts of the world from doing very nefarious things. All right, switching gears, um, we've covered before several different code completion and AI code generation LLMs out there. We covered Replit with their Replit LM. We covered Starcoder last time, which is a code generating AI that's, that was built upon a repository of uh, properly licensed code. We've talked about Bard being arguably a better code writer than even uh, GPT-4. Today, we're learning that Meta is now releasing their own AI for writing code that they've been using internally uh, inside of Meta called Code Compose. Uh, a really great name. What you're seeing now is that most companies are creating AIs to write code, which uh, makes sense because the people who are working on these LLMs are coders. And so the first thing th that they want to do is make their lives easier. Um, so really great to see this. I've used a lot of these coding uh, AI platforms to enhance my own coding. And then every every coder and engineer on our team here at, at Magnetic Venture Studio is highly encouraged to use these platforms. So they work really well and you should all be using them as you're coding. Next thing I wanted to cover is Ramp. So Ramp is an expense management uh, software. They're quite large. Uh, they help you track your spending and they're meant for corporations. And they just announced their AI platform. The reason this is notable is that this is a great example of an incumbent, of someone who already has a lot of customer data, using that data to empower their customers through AI. So for example, they already have many of their customers' contracts, many of their customers' vendors in their system, and now they're able to look through all their data and recommend to their client, hey, um, you're probably not getting the best deal 
on your contract with this vendor based on our observation and intelligence we've gathered from all the other customers and all the, all the other vendors. So this is a great way that they're able to use all the data that they have inside of their various repos and service it back to their customers and clients. Same thing with accounting, same thing with uh, expense management. They're really leaning into using AI and the power of all their data across all their customers to make the experience for any one customer better. Next thing I wanted to talk about are uh, two great apps that I came across this weekend. I was diving in to find out what kind of AI is can be used for social media marketing. And I found two that stood out. The first is called Flick Social, flick.social. And they have this new thing called AI Assistant. Uh, this is mostly a layer up just on top of GPT of uh, it. It's not really their AI, I don't think. It's really just a UI on top of ChatGPT or on top of GPT-4. But they did, a really, they did a really nice job that lets you put in the kind of topics that you want to discuss on your blog or, or on your Instagram or on your TikTok. And they weave together full articles or full scripts that you can then use on your accounts. They did a great job letting you refine the scripts that they show you. You can adjust the tone. You can make things shorter, make the content longer. You can create different kinds of captions and scripts across your different mediums, whether that's Instagram or Facebook posts or LinkedIn posts. So they did a really great job. I really recommend anyone that's a content producer, an influencer of any sort to check out flick.social. And, and, and the next step of that is once you have the script, you need to create the videos, the content itself. And so for that, I found the best tool currently in the market to be steve.ai. The founder's name, I believe, is Steve. So good on you for calling this company uh, your own name. But what Steve does is it it takes your scripts and it auto adds on top of it videos, either stock videos or free videos. And, and, and the ones that are stock, I believe they get from Getty and let you with one click buy all the videos that it uses. So, for example, let's say you create a 30 second video based on your script. It will automatically allocate, you know, every five seconds to switch to the next video and does it in sync with your script. It also lets you do voiceovers. So you can either use their robotic AI voice, but what sounds way better is uh, if you record your own voiceover over those videos. And the end result is this very shareable video with subtitles, with the uh, the video backgrounds that relate to your script that you can pop right onto TikTok or Instagram. This is really great for ads or for ads for uh, businesses. One more app I wanted to share. It's called Blend, and this is by the the, the URL is silly. It's delete.bg/ai studio. I think this came out of a company uh, that whose only goal was to basically let you delete the background of an image. And then they realized that they can actually use AI to generate new backgrounds for you. The reason this is important is if you have a product company, some kind of e-commerce company, and you have a product, whether that's a shampoo or, 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 or a mug, you can take a picture of your mug or shampoo, pop it into this Blend app. It will take your uh, product and then using AI, you can put all sorts of backgrounds behind it. This is useful because if you have a product listing, you want to show this the product in various in various views, in various backgrounds to make it feel more realistic. 
And that's what Blend does for you. Last thing I'll end on on this episode is our prompt of the day. And this one, I think this is wonderful. I used this last week. I had a situation where I was looking to hire someone and they had a whole list of questions about the position and about my management style and how we would work together. And I went through and I answered all their questions, but then I copied and pasted these questions and answers into ChatGPT. And the prompt I used was, tell me how this could be negatively perceived. Because when we write something, we're often caught in this bubble and we are writing in a style that we think will work for the other person. And sometimes we just need to play devil's advocate and we need someone else to po poke at the holes of how this could be perceived negatively. This was incredibly helpful. There were certainly gaps that I missed. There were times when I thought I was being fun or playful in my answers and ChatGPT really showed me how they could be interpreted, ne interpreted negatively. So I thankfully was able to then update my answers and make them more clear and reduce the risk of, of confusion, which can certainly happen when uh, dis discussing and having conversations over text as opposed to in real life. So uh, this is a great prompt for anyone that sends any kind of sensitive information, any kind of HR tasks, anything where you might offend the other person without even trying. So try this out. Just again, say, tell me how this could be perceived negatively and let ChatGPT do its work. All right, guys, thanks again for this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Feel free to subscribe for more episodes that come out every week.